Discover the hidden Israelite ancestry of some of the most powerful nations on earth. Watch as scripture unveils the terrifying future of America and Great Britain as revealed through the sabbatical and jubilee years. Discover the identity of Assyria and its role in this final jubilee cycle. Learn of the pending judgments that are to be soon poured out as a result of transgressing the sabbatical years. Sighted Moon. Rabbi Yossi twisted the history. Rabbi Akiva approved of it. And all of the Judaism since then has accepted that as correct. The Mishnah, Talmud, Genome, even the modern-day scholars, Benedict Zuckerman, Schur, Marcus, and Wachholder. And now people are using that to decide when the sabbatical and jubilee years are. But they don't match the recorded ones in history. So according to these teachers and these sages, the next sabbatical year will be from Tishri, which is Rosh Hashanah, in 2014 to Rosh Hashanah in 2015. Or Tishri 2015 to Tishri 2016. We're saying in this book, we're saying here on the screen, we've been telling you all week, showing you and proving it to you, the next sabbatical year, according to all recorded sabbatical years in history and lining up with them is 2016. Then the one after that is 2023. And then the one after that is 2030. And if you're still alive, the one after that is 2037 and then 2044. And I hope to see you there at the Jubilee in 2045. Woo-hoo! <laughs> All the known dates I have shown you match up with each other only one way. And that is if you use the month of Aviv to begin a year. That's the only way they match up. And they only match up if you count by seven. So Judah began to record all their history books after they got kicked out of the land. And they used the Cedar Olam as a basis of their understanding. But it was wrong. It's still wrong. And they hedged it in because of a misunderstanding of this verse. Then you shall cause the trumpet of the Jubilee to sound on the tenth of the seventh month in the day of atonement. The trumpet shall go sound throughout all your land. That trumpet is blown in the 50th year. The 50th year, not the 49th. It's after the 49th year that is blown. And you shall make the 50th year holy. One year. And proclaim liberty throughout the land to all its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee to you and you shall return each man to his possession. The next jubilee year, think about it, the next jubilee year is the time that we will be returned. That is awesome. But the birth pains are coming, and I've explained the birth pains to you this week, and they're going to be very hard. Very hard. So because they fenced in the sabbatical year, trying to protect it, because these men misunderstood the truth and misapplied it, and because these same men hid the truth when they found it, we have a misunderstanding today. Again, explained in detail in there, and I don't want to bog you down here today. But here we have a little example. Year two of Nero, Caesar. 
It declared by Ashlan, this is what it reads in one of these contracts. Year two of Nero Caesar in, in Zaya, declared by Ashalom, Bar Canaan, of Zaya, in his presence, of my own free will, that I, Zechariah Bar Yehukanan, dwelling in Keslan, silver money pieces 20, acquiring, I, pieces rubbed out, not sell until the time till the time this I will pay you in five and possibly in its entirety this year of Shemitah. And if not so, I will make a payment to you from my properties and those things that I will buy later will be pledged to you as a mortgage. So by knowing this piece of contract and relating it to the second year of Nero, we can determine that this year, the 12th year of Nero was 66, so we can determine the second year. We know when the Shemitah year is. These are the artifacts that we found, that not we found, they found. There's proof, there's real proof from real people. So from that artifact, we count the years, we come to 56, common error. 701 BC, Sennacherib attacks Judah, 2 Kings 19.29. That is your benchmark year, undisputable year. All chronologists agree with that year. 700 BC, 2 Kings 19.29. It's a jubilee year. You just read it. Nehemiah 8.18. They're reading the Torah. 1 Maccabees 16.14. Josephus also. 1 Maccabees 162 BC, 134.43 BC. Recorded by Julius Caesar. These are undisputable dates. Kadesh Yahweh Press goes into detail so you can prove them, so you can know them. You need that book in your armory. It's free. So the year that the temple was destroyed, here it is recorded by a Roman, a Roman historian. The first year of January, the year that Vespasian assumed the counselor office was 70 common heir, chosen by his father Titus to complete the subjugation of Judea. And later, that same year, 70, common era. Now, he didn't say which year. This is a, from the Encyclopedia Britannica. Again, these four men hide the truth. Hide the truth. They don't give it all to you. They just give you what fits their theory. And these are the known authorities today. Rabbi Yossi starts by fudging the truth in the cedar lamp, and then people accept it as the truth. And then they start arguing over these dates where they start at Rosh Hashanah or Aviv. And you can prove them. So today we've got to talk about this teaching that uh, is going around the Messianic groups. It's called Daniel's Timeline. Now first of all, let me say up front that those people that teach this, weren't, they're not false prophets. When they understood this, they believed it to be true, and they believed it and wanted to share that truth with you. So that's what they did. The same as I'm doing about this. I'm sharing with you what I have come to understand. But this timeline, this chronology that they're putting out has scared a lot of people into thinking that they have to pack up and leave and flee. But they don't know where they're fleeing to. So we have to put this myth to bed, and you can now do it quite easily now that you understand the sabbatical and jubilee cycles. Again, those people that teach it, they're not false prophets. They just don't understand the sabbatical and jubilee cycles. 
but the teaching is false. So we've now established that a jubilee year is 49 years. We know that from the numbers and history that we have. We've also established that the 50th year is also the same as the first year. So when you count by seven, you can go from one jubilee year to the next. And we're trying to get you to understand it and repeat it over and over and over again so you know when they are. So we go back to 2 Kings 19.29. You have that in your own Bible. You can read it. And this is the sign for you. And the sign, again, is a remembrance of that it's a sabbatical, something to do with the Sabbath. It's a sign. It's a sign on your hand, the way you work. It's a sign in your head, the way you think, and keep the Sabbath holy. This year, you eat what grows of itself, and in the second year, what springs from that. And in the third year, sow and reap and plant vineyards and eat their fruit. So right here, in 2 Kings 19.29, you're given a sabbatical year, which is the 49th year, followed by the 50th year. That year is undisputed. It's 701 B.C., followed by 700 B.C. That's the 49th and 50th year, and you can match that up with every year in history, and all you got to do is count forward from there. So from 700 B.C., we count by sevens, and you come down, and all of a sudden we got these people saying that the Balfour Declaration must be a jubilee year. It must be a jubilee year just because, just because. Well, you pulled it out of thin air, prove it to me. Match it up with the jubilee year we just read about in 2 Kings 19.29. They cannot do it. So when you do that, you put it on a chart form, you end up with a jubilee year as 1947. What happened in 1947? That's the year Israel was given the land back. And the year after that, they went back. But 1917, the Balfour Declaration, is not a jubilee year. It doesn't match up with 2 Kings 19.29. They've pulled it out of the air. They just made it up and said it must be because it's the Balfour Declaration. So then, in order to make that one work, what they do is they add on 50 more years. Again, we don't do that. We know that's wrong, but they didn't know that, so they added on 50 more years. And they end up with 1967 as the next Jubilee year. What happened in 1967? We had the Six-Day War, and they got the Temple Mount back. That must be it. It must be it, because we've got these two things going on, the Balfour Declaration and the Temple Mount. So then they add on 50 more years onto that, and we end up at 2017. That must be the end of time. Really? You just pulled a rabbit out of your hat, but you haven't proved anybody. It's just a coincidence that those things are 50 years apart. And we know, we know, because we've already done the homework, that you count by seven. If you count by 50, not one of those historical sabbatical jubilee years that we found match up. So just by doing that, you can prove that the Daniel timeline that people are using is wrong. Now, once you've heard this and you understand what I'm saying, you've taken this and proven it, if you continue to teach the Daniel timeline as a fact, then you become a false prophet. Then you are in trouble. But now that you know that 1967 is not a jubilee year, 2017, or 2017 is not a jubilee year, and 1917 is not a jubilee year, because we can count all the jubilee years from 700 B.C. forward. 
we can count every sabbatical year from 701 forward. We have that ability. And every sabbatical year recorded in history matches these years. We don't have to force fit it. They match. So Daniel's timeline is proven false just by knowing when the true jubilees were, were in 2 Kings 19.29. So now, another teaching that they do in order to bolster, to encourage you to believe in 2017, is they take the um, 1947, when Israel was given to the Jews, the Palestine was given to the Jews, and they add on to that the 70 weeks of Daniel. They know, like we've shown you earlier this week, that the 70 weeks is 70 Shavuim, or 70 Shavuot. So they say that each Shavuot happens once a year, each Feast of Pentecost. So they add 70 of them onto the um, 1947, right here, and they end up at 2017. It's a double false positive. Okay, so you do have 70... Jubilee cycle, or you do have 70 Shavuim, you do have 70 Pentecost, one each year, to get you to there. So that proves the Daniel timeline is now correct. Still wrong. Still wrong. You started from a false premise and you ended up on a false assumption. And we know what assumption does to people. That is not a Jubilee year. That does not match 2 Kings 19.29. This does, and this does. And each of these sabbatical years does. You need to prove it. All I can do is tell you about it, but you need to prove it. You need to sit down and do the actual math. Once you do that, once you've proven this, then it's yours. And it's the Torah, and it's the Bible, and it's no longer Joe Dumont. And I, my name need not come up here at all. You need to prove this so that you can teach it from your own Bible. Again, I am not calling these men false prophets. But if they insist on teaching this doctrine, which has now been proven false, then they've labeled themselves. So, what people are doing now, 2017, they believe to be the, the end. So they count back three and a half years to Passover or Trumpets 2013, whichever one they want to use. And they say the Great Tribulation has begun. Really? Somebody forgot to give me a memo. It started at Passover, but it's not happening. So now they change the story, just like they've done from the time when uh, Julius Africanus began this teaching. It's called the gap theory. We've explained that earlier in the week. So now they've changed it. Instead of 2013, it's Passover 2014. And they do that because on 2014 they have these blood moons. They have the blood moons for 2014 at Passover and 2014 at Sukkot. 2014, or 2015 Passover and, and Sukkot 2015. That's four blood moons in a row. That's got to be the Joel blood moons because that's got to be the end of this age. Therefore, it's got to be 2017. So they move the date from 2013 to 2014 and say the Jubilee year is now 2018. Funny how they can just change it just like that to suit their theory. Daniel's timeline, the, the so-called Daniel's timeline, is now proven false just by knowing when a true jubilee year is. 
And that is only known by 2 Kings 19.29. And all you have to do is count from that day forward. So do not believe the Daniel timeline teaching anymore and do not fall victim for it and panicking in the next few years. Okay, so one of the other things that happens is that I'm saying that this current year, this current year that we're making this videotape, which is 2013, is the year of 5849. But that doesn't match up to the Jews. The Jews have a different year. How did I arrive at 5849? I take 49 for one jubilee cycle, 49 years, and I multiply it by 120, Genesis 6-3. So we go from Genesis 6-3, 120 times 49, that gives you 5,880 years. Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. Then I have to take both, you know, because I know when the last jubilee year was, 1996, therefore I know when the next jubilee year is, is 2045. So 5880 is the 49th year. 5881 is the Jubilee year. And I just have to count back from that. So this year of 2014, well, 2013 is 5849. At Aviv, the new year will be 5850. But Judah says we're in the year 5774 as of Rosh Hashanah this fall. So which one's right? Okay. The answer is right here in Matthew 1, verse 7. Verse 7 through verse 9. So read it. I'll read it for you. It's right there. It's so obvious it should be jumping off the page at you. Solomon, (laughs) I know, that's funny to me. Solomon begot Rehoboam. Rehoboam begot Abijah. And Abijah begot Asa. Asa begot Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat begot Joram, and Joram begot Uzziah. Uzziah begot Jotham, and Jotham begot Ahaz, and Ahaz begot Hezekiah. And there's your answer. Oh, all I see is question marks. (laughs) The answer's right there, look. Okay. Actually, the answer is what's not there. What's not there are four kings that have been taken out of the chronology. They have been removed. Ahaziah, who reigned one year, and Athaliah, who reigned six years, and Jehoaz, who reigned 40 years, and Amaziah, who reigned 29 years. When you add these up, it totals 76 years. Those are the four kings that have been removed. Why? Why would they be removed? Deuteronomy 29.20. Jehovah would not forgive him, but rather the displeasure of Jehovah and his jealousy shall burn against that man, and every curse that is written in this book shall settle on him, and Jehovah shall blot out his name from under the heavens. Why would Jehovah blot out somebody's name? Exodus 20, verse 5. You do not bow down to them, nor serve them. Speaking of the Baals, the false gods. For I, Jehovah Elohim, am a jealous El, visiting the crookedness of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. To the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. But showing kindness to thousands of those who love me and guard my commandments. Keeps coming up. You've got to keep the commandments, of which the fourth one includes the sabbatical years. 
So why did these people hate him, and why did he have to blot them out to the fourth generation? That's pretty severe. Second Chronicles 24-7. For the sons of Athaliahu, that wrong woman, had broken into the house of Elohim and had also prepared all the set-apart vessels of the house of Jehovah to the bowels. This caused a huge riot in Lashish as the priests from Lashish rebelled and came against the king and queen of Judah. You can read about this in 2 Chronicles 24. It's a great story. 2 Kings 8.22 and Joshua 21.13. This Azariah was also called Uzziah in 2 Kings 15.13 and is the Ozias of Matthew 1.8. So when we look at this and keep this in mind, the Jews have started their year at Tishri and not Aviv. The half year makes the difference between 5847 and 5848. Sorry, that's an old note. 5849 and 5850. The difference starts that half year. They start the year in Rosh Hashanah. So the Jewish year of 5774 plus the 76 years that are missing equals 5850, and that's what the year will be come Aviv. So we're right on. We're spot on. The difference is the half year of starting at Rosh Hashanah. So why does any of this matter? Does it really matter? Do we need to keep this battle from Jubilee years? Ezekiel 18.4 The soul who sins shall die. But because we're Israelites, hard-headed, stiff-necked, stubborn, you know, wouldn't choose, wouldn't listen, he says it again in 1820, the soul who sins shall die, but people dismiss the Old Testament because they're New Testament believers only. So Paul says the wages of sin is death. That means you don't go to hell and live there forever, and you don't go to purgatory and live there until someone prays you out, and you don't get to go to heaven on a free pass. If your soul is sinning, you die. So we need to explain what sin is. Here it is in 1 John 3, 4. Everyone doing sin also does lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. So we are sinners if we do not keep the law. 1 John 2, 3. And by this we know that we know him if we guard his commandments. There it is again. We've got to be guarding, not just keeping them. Now we've got to guard them, protect them, uphold them, live them. 1 John 2, 4. The one who says, I know him and does not guard his commandments is a liar. Ouch! And you guys think I'm tough. Yehovah, Yeshua says, if you do not guard my commandments, you're a liar. And the truth is not in you. So the law is not done away. The soul that sins shall die. Sin is a transgression of the law. And the law is the Ten Commandments. Ouch! If you think that you've been saved by grace and not keeping the Torah, you can do away with it. There's nails to the tree. Ouch! You calling Yeshua a liar? Because he just said, you're a liar for not keeping the commandments. It's the fourth one you want to argue with. Take it up with Jehovah. You know? You're going to die if you don't smarten up.
It is because of listeners like you who have had the foresight to both pray for us and financially support this program that have allowed us to continue to teach others who are still looking for these truths. Because you have paid it forward, many are now able to hear this message and to learn these truths about the sabbatical and jubilee cycles along with the magnificent prophecies that reveal which could only be revealed in these very last days. When you support our efforts financially today, we are able to produce more radio and video teachings that help others who are waking up and beginning to look for the God that warned us of these curses that are already happening on the nightly news and of even worse, what is yet to come. You can send your support by going to our support page at www.sidedmoon.com or by mailing checks, bank drafts, or money orders made out to Joseph F. Dumond, P.O. Box 21007 RPO, 151st Street, Orangeville, Ontario, Canada, L9W-S3O. On behalf of those yet to be called, we thank you for helping us get this end-time warning out.